0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now, your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So, today I'm uh, recording in the evening East Coast time here because thanks to daylight savings time, it literally feels like evening because the time changes and all of a sudden it's dark out at only 6 o'clock p.m., whereas a month ago, I was mountain biking at 6 o'clock without headlamps on. So it gives you an idea how much I love Daylight Savings Time. But that's not the point mm-hmm. of today's podcast. We are streaming this live like we always do in Live the Fuel in the Facebook world. And uh, for newer followers out there, a reminder, we care a lot about helping you find new ways to help balance and create uh, more success in life. Specifically, specifically, the tagline for the show is we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. I found those th- three domains of life to be struggled exponentially by many, many people. So if we can help you balance them, figure out some more success, have at it. So let's jump in. We got a new guest co-host for you tonight. This gentleman actually is coming from another country. We'll catch you up on it. He and I were just connecting before the show. I actually got married up his way, so to speak. Uh, but let me give you a quick background. This gentleman might care a little bit more about me then, about the quality of life and helping people figure that out. He actually spent over 20 years uh, in both the Army as well as SWAT team leader and I Love This, Canine Training Unit. Uh, we're big dog, dog lovers here. My wife is a veterinary doctor, and we have a uh, tripod coon hound because we had to save him from cancer two years ago. Uh, uh, but we'll get into that in a second here because throughout his career, he's always had a deep passion for health, as am I, and, uh, and how it can actually impact people's lives. And it's literally a, a lot of the fundamentals behind Live the Fuel and what we stand for. Uh, and then, so obviously, years later, uh, through his efforts and, and uh, to help his wife combat health conditions and more, he created a company that we'll talk a little bit about today called Pure Life Organics as well. So,
0: without further ado, Todd Lampser welcome. Scott, thank you so much for having me. appreciate uh, the invite and, and the opportunity to share some time with your audience.
1: Yeah, so, so you're a fellow health and fitness buff. I'm going to go with buff. Cause you look at a little more filled out than I am right now. So uh, <laughs> my wife's like, Hey, can you put the firefighting body back on before I knew you? Like, give me another five, 10 pounds of muscle back. And I was like, never happy. never."
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always, listen, it changes from season to season for me as well. It, yeah. Oddly enough for me, it seems like uh winter time's a time, that I start focusing way more on, on putting on some, some size and, and increasing a bit of the volume.
1: Yeah. And and that's going to be me because we have a large garage out back and during this whole COVID transition, it gave me excuse to invest more. So I've ordered a lot more uh, bumper plates because I I have a lot of background on CrossFit. And so I literally built my own mini CrossFit gym out there and, Uh, so there's no excuse to not throw that extra five to 10 pounds of muscle on for the winter season. So,
0: uh,
1: so, so good. I I see you, you, you struggle with the same seasonal shift as as I like to say. So I tell people all the time, like I'm a big skier. I spent 11 years, uh, ski race coaching down here, you know, my free time as well. And, and actually I tell people, if you throw another five, 10 pounds of good weight on, you know, muscle mass, you actually go down the hill faster. (laughs) So. That's yeah, a win.
0: A <laughs> little more, a little more weight going down uh, yeah. over the snow for sure.
1: Yeah. So, I, by the way, so uh, so I hinted at in your intro, uh, another country. So you air from
0: a specifically what area again? I am on the west coast of Canada in a small community above about three hundred thousand called Victoria. Okay. And so we're on an island, in fact. So um, it's, it's there's a bit of a something unique about your island.
1: Um, is it the wildlife or
0: Oh, yeah. Was I mean, me. it's, it's so diverse. I mean, one day you can be looking at whales and the next day you can be crossing paths with a grizzly bear or <laughs> Roosevelt elk. You know, it's just, it's absolutely um, as, as old English as you want it to be coupled with very rustic. So it's, okay. it's a very unique community for sure. That's pretty wild, man. So have you always been yeah. up there? I haven't, I was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. So pretty close to where about three hours away from where you got married. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it was just too damn cold (laughs) in in Alberta. And so Canada on the West coast here, it's very, um, much like, uh, Seattle's climate, a little less rain than Seattle, but we rarely get snow. And so years ago, um,
1: um, Well, my corporate days before firefighting, uh, one of my last careers, I was a analyst with the T-Mobile Corporation and their headquarters is down outside of Seattle there. And uh, I actually had the brains enough to listen to people and saying, hey, one of these, you know, I was always flying out there every quarter to meet out there because I was always based here on the East Coast. And they said, you know, you should stay the weekend and go do some hiking on Rainier or do some treks. And a colleague of mine is like, hey, man, we're going up to Victoria. I'm like, for what? <laughs> and he said, listen, Seattle's not everything, man. Like you got to, we're so yeah. close to the border. You got to spread your wings a little bit. So, uh, so g- great colleagues who actually understood the importance of taking advantage of how close they were, you know, to, to Canada and obviously all the options you guys have up there. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I literally look across the water uh, from my house at the San Juan Islands. So, um, you know, we, we, we see the U.S. right out our window. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, the the north well what we call the northwest here i don't know what you guys refer to yourselves but that area for us as far as north america absolutely majestic beautiful uh i tell people all the time if you can ever get a chance to get up there it's it's just lovely i i don't know what that way to put it
0: (laughs) it's powerful for sure yeah so so how long you been on the island now uh almost 25 years actually i came out um off and on between the ages of 20 and then I finally settled at 25 and, and uh, I'm turning 50 this year. So All right. um, we'll be, it'll be 25 years. So I've, I'm, I'm longer in British Columbia than I have been in Alberta. So I'm officially uh, a British Columbian now. Well,
1: I, I turned 43 in September. So age is only a number. Uh And sure. actually tomorrow I'll be mountain biking with a good friend of mine who just turned 50. So we're going to do a, uh, celebrate his 50th by, Ripping some trail on the mountain bikes, so
0: oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm Sweet. sure you could
1: tell behind me. Uh, there's skiing and mountain biking <laughs> art. I just I just redid the home studio and decided I'm going to surround myself with my favorite things and oh, motivation. The so yeah. So the, the the army history, the SWAT history, was that all on the yeah. island as well, or was that mixed up a little bit too?
0: Yeah. So the, the military for sure. I was, I was out East, um, in, in Ontario at a special service base, uh, called Petawawa out there where I did, um, my basic engagement. Then once I got out, I came, uh, out to the West coast. So between, um, here and the, or there and the West coast, but, uh, all my time here on the Island with the uh, police department here.
1: Awesome. And yeah. so I, I, I always like to clarify things. Whenever I talk to people from other areas, It's I want to understand more. So when you say Army, what is Army yeah. for you guys up there? Is it like so us here? Just,
0: there's three branches. Yeah, very, very much the same. There'd be um, your Air Force, your Navy and, and Army. You guys have a few more branches, but for us, uh, the Army consists of basically land forces, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's sub-trades within those land forces. So, infantry, you can be a mechanic, you can be uh, an engineer, you can be uh, whatever is comprised of, of the land forces. And for me, that I was in the infantry. Okay. And then, you, so you did full, uh, like, like I know here, if you're doing
1: an Army, you're usually doing at least four to eight years minimum. Some guys go like true career, and they're
0: doing 20 years. Like, what was your yeah. role? For us, it's three a basic engagement, and okay. so I finished up my basic engagement uh, because I knew even back then that I always wanted to to get on a police department, and so if I had have resigned, I felt like that would have taken me almost outside of a of a window for applying to the police department at the age that I wanted to get on. Okay, so that's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, I,
1: I mean, I, I see the same thing here. Usually, if you have a military training, military background. It just shows you, number one, you can stick to a programming, two, you have no problem following leadership and directive, and three, yeah. it just makes a natural progression into things, any kind of first responder role. I've met a lot of great EMS, EMT, former military, uh, the people I fought fire with, former military, uh, so yeah. obviously police, same thing. It's just, they, just, yeah. they feed well
0: into each other. It's a very disciplined lifestyle and um, often what's produced out of, out of those trades um, and, and that kind of lifestyle is self-starting. And those are what organizations look for. You don't want to have to be uh, babysitting, you know, people day in, day out. There's enough work that needs to be done. They need to be able to work autonomous, good decision-making, Uh, and, and, you know, for the most part, people have a decent strength of character that have Mm -hmm. uh, been committed to their country and their communities. Yeah. There's, uh, three words
1: I ended up getting tattooed under my ribs after serving as a hotshot and I took them very seriously, which is duty, respect, and integrity. Those were three basic fundamentals of like, that's, if you don't know it yet, you will know it very well as you progress in that role, in that position. And I only did, I was only a hotshot for two years and just people who choose to do that the rest of their lives spent ten, fifteen years beating the crap out of themselves in that role. And it's it was yeah. that's that's why I was telling you before I started the call the call here that the book is coming. And uh, because i yeah. just I just want to tell a bit of what I took away from it, the transformation, the discipline as you hinted at. Like my, my wife says she's like, you're a little O C D sometimes. You gotta dial it back a notch. <laughs> and I'm like, it's hard when granted this is ten, eleven years ago when I served, but I can't break it. I was already yeah it was, it was our lifestyle, like staying organized, staying functional. Like I, I literally, there's a term I'm going to put in the book. It says, you know, part of the term is like, get your shit dialed. I mean, it was mm. like, you got to get dialed in that. We always throwing that out there. I don't know if that's ever in yeah. your vernacular up there, but like, Oh, your stuff is dialed in. You're dependable. Your peace of oh, mind is there.
0: Much. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, you know, to, it's a requirement certainly around tactics, any, any sort of, critical incident response, um, you've got to be, you know, squirt away and that's, that is, um, or, or dialed in that's, mm-hmm. you know, we use that term interchangeably. So yeah, people who, who have served, no, it's critically important.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so obviously that carries over into police, right? So I, I got to yeah. geek out. I love getting into people's backgrounds because it, t- it makes so much more sense when you fast forward into what they're doing today or what they transformed. We're going to get to that, but the SWAT thing, the, the canine yeah. thing. That's cool. Number one, because my, my wife yeah. is, my wife's a large animal veterinary doctor. So she specializes in equine for yep. horses, but then she also is a doctor of chiropractic for animals and does, uh, she balances both equine and does a lot in the dog world as well. And she's actually worked on a couple of canine dogs. So it's interesting. Yeah. I'm like, are you afraid to work on a canine dog? And she's like, no, they're <laughs> very well trained. They're, they're officer, the I don't know if you're going to call it their teammate because technically the police dog is an officer. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. So the, the handler, but canine work, I mean, I, I was fortunate early on in my career. Um, I expressed an interest, uh, in, in the canine unit. And so after, uh, two and a half years general duty, uh, I went over into the canine unit, got my first dog, um, ended up washing that dog I was re-teamed with my second dog who is just the most majestic and incredible animal I've I've ever uh observed you know there there's very few that have the drive to work that he had and uh the clarity in the work and and so by that I mean you know when when a dog's in a bite are they clear can they still listen to commands oh okay and, and that kind of thing because you can have dogs that don't have good balance, their drives, you know, whether it's. Prey oh, so once that bite clicks point. in, they're shutting out all else. Are yeah. They're, yeah. they're like sharks. Okay. <laughs> and there's lots of, there's lots of those out there and they, they certainly have, you know, um, a purpose more. So I would say in, in the military side of things, mm-hmm. but, um, you, you definitely want clarity in the work. And this dog was just super clear. He could be, uh, you know, taking a beating. And if you outed him, he'd, he'd out and recall. He he was just the, the, you know, there. I, I tell people all the time, the, if you ever want to do something amazing in your life, it's track another human being with a dog. It's, it's the most exhilarating thing I've ever done. Wow. Now, so let's pause on that. So
1: why do you say it's most exhilarating? Is it because like, for me, as soon as you said that in my brain, I'm like, is it taking you back to not, I don't want to say prehistoric type of concept, but like the tracking thing. Is that what what it is? is.
0: Okay. It's primal. It's primal. primal. Like you you are watching this animal hunt and, and you're hunting as a team, you know, and um, you know, you're, you're going through these um, areas of, of urban cities and towns over fences through backyards you know, you can't see anything. You're relying on that dog's nose, and if he wow. happens to lose it, to to feed him into an area or cast him is what we call to to reacquire it and be able to read that he's on that same track. And when a track turns to the to a trail, you know, when their nose is deep, they're tracking, and when their head comes up, they're trailing, which means you're getting closer. And he starts to yip. A little bit, you know, yeah, that it's coming, and then when, um, you know, he apprehends the bad guy at the end of that, it's it's incredible, yeah. As I was gonna say, a, a, a completed mission has got to feel yeah. absolutely amazing. It's
1: oh, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. We, we, I funny. mean, we have an English red tick coon hound, so coon hounds yeah. are very strong noses. And before we took his leg, actually, you know, even, even though we had to take his leg off from cancer. As a yeah. tripod, he still tries to chase the deer. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> number one, he just turned 12. So it's, yeah. oh, we, wow. we took his leg off at 10. And we were already yeah. worried if he was going to survive. And he did. and He beat it. Beat kidney failure from the drugs from the surgery. Beat it all. And he's still in spaz. Wow. And, yeah. But that, he used to drives. go mountain biking with me. And I had to be oh, careful. Wow. Because if he smells wild game like, like a deer, there's two yeah. different types of barks. <laughs> <laughs> and if I all of a sudden hear a high pitched bark, I'm immediately, Brilliant. I have to reach for my remote because we would I yeah. leave a shot call wrong. I never had to really use it. But if he, if I hear yeah. that high pitched yell, I'm like, Oh God, he smells a deer. I got to check yeah. him quick. Just to make sure he doesn't run off.
0: <laughs> and and that's, you know, that's being a good handler and, and understanding what that communication means. It's their ears. It's their tail. It's, you know, for, for some dogs hackles, it's the sound of the bark, a defense versus uh, a prey bark, you know, it's very, very different stuff. But,
1: yeah. And now, uh, did you guys use traditional? I mean, I want to say traditional, maybe it's traditional. You can clarify me. Are German Shepherds the traditional breed for all canine or do you guys use something different yes. there? Yes.
0: Uh, we used, um, we, I mean, we've been exposed to mouths uh, as well, but we use Shepherds. Um, it was our experience that they, for what we needed, that they brought the best of kind of all the the range of disciplines that we teach them in. So. Okay. Um, you know, there, there are dogs who are, are better at tracking, there are dogs who are better at obedience and those types of things. But shepherds, generally speaking, bring um, a good long line of, of history and good breeding. And Add the genetics. Clear, yep. Clarity in the work, for sure. Good nice. genes. So.
1: I, I'm a big dog lover. I had to geek out a little bit on it. So that's, yeah, <laughs> like we don't, we don't even have, we don't have kids. Like our Calvin is our, he has his own Instagram, Calvin, the Coonhound. So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's a big part of our lives. Uh, I mean, awesome. God forbid when he, his time passes, my wife is not going to do well. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, but hey, let's, let's go back on a positive here. Part of your bio, uh, which is what really attracted me to want to work with you and have you come on and talk to you more is listen, I'm all about promoting healthy companies that, that that's sure. that naturally comes out of just good genuine podcast stuff like this. But the the thing back to your wife, like, yeah, what's the backstory on that? Like, obviously you're a health and fitness nut, but that was not the your personal trigger from your own lifestyle was not what triggered. Obviously, trying to figure out this entrepreneurial mission that you're on now, right?
0: Yeah, no, not so. So I felt like, um, I mean, my wife is on the job too, twenty seven years, police okay. officer. Um, she was in a pretty significant car accident on the job where um, she suffered, you know, incredible amount of soft tissue, but also um, disc issues and, and um, ultimately some debilitating back issues as she hit her 40s. And she's athletic, you know, mm-hmm. she's almost six foot, um, you know, was a basketball player and a runner. And over time, she just couldn't do these things that she loved anymore and incredibly disciplined as well around nutrition and those types of things. But as uh, we both hit our forties your hormones shift and Mm -hmm. she started to acquire unwanted weight and, and it wasn't for lack of, of um, dieting, you know, trying every single thing. There were times uh, she was down to six to 800 calories per day and um, you know, the weight was still coming on and, and, you know, we all go through these these different scenarios where you know oh your metabolism's turned off when you're you're you have limited calories the reality is you know if you you continue that kind of thing long enough not only are you unhealthy but your body will show versus versus putting it on and and so she tried everything which led me I said you know I felt like it was my responsibility um, to figure it out on her behalf and I knew that there was a lot of Uh, remedies out there, natural organic remedies that people were using successfully that aren't in mainstream business. Um, Certainly they're not medications and those kinds of things, but the, the evidence is just overwhelming at how well these things worked. And so, you know, this was the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with being active and enjoying, you know, time in retirement. And so I felt like it it was my responsibility to figure it out and so I just went on on a significant research mission and finally put together a combination of organic um, spices and herbs that seemed to start to work for her and and so we changed up her eating protocol we gave her this home brewed tea every morning and changed up her afternoon and evening meal. And suddenly it just started to peel off. And so I was like, this works. And then, so we gave it some time and this was four or five years ago. She ended up losing 54 pounds um, and has kept it off. Mm -hmm. This, you know, for for the last five years. And so we knew that that at that point, after the first six months when she had pretty significant results, enough so much that we tested it out on a few other of our friends and one guy, you know, blew her results out of the water. It was, it was, um, he drives a bread truck for a living and he managed to lose 84 pounds. Hopefully he's not um, eating that bread. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully he's just driving driving the truck. So, yeah. But can you imagine being around fresh bread all day and, and, and trying to lose weight? I feel like that's, you know, a significant accomplishment. Yeah. So Yeah. So we knew we were on to something. I mean, it was my wife who pushed me. She said like, listen, you, you've got to get this out to uh, the rest of the world. I don't care what it takes. And, you know, I was, I was reluctant. I was working my job. I loved it. I was catching bad guys. I was the team leader of uh, our SWAT team and, you know, but I'd always enjoyed a a side hustle as well. And so, um, you know, I, I continued to pursue it, but then it just got to be, so big that it came down to having to make a choice, which is a nice position to be in. So, now when you say that choice, there's two things I heard there towards the end. Obviously, side
1: hustle, which I love that term, and yep. um, and obviously the hard choice. So let, let, let's hit first on the side hustle. Yeah, I was I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, I, I mean, I was a farm kid, and my dad always worked for himself and. I saw the struggles, you know, I, I'd see good yeah. years, bad years, but the guy always found a way to keep a roof over our heads, kept us fed. So uh, I, I, but I was like, you know, I know I'm going to be something different. I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the farming world behind. I'm going to go chase corporate dreams, did that in my twenties and was burning out and wasn't happy. And, but, uh, during that time I had side activities, but I never called them side yeah. hustles. Cause like, Oh, okay. I would, sure. I have a corporate gig, but I'd be, yeah, you know, I'd go, teach spinning class at 6 a.m. because I'm a health and fitness yeah. nut. That would be my morning coffee yeah. before going to work, right? Or I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I would I'd had good friends and wasn't really heavily into dating back then. So I was like, oh, great. I'll go bounce at a bar, you know, just do some security type stuff. So, but then uh, after firefighting and really just keeping in mind that I was like, okay, well, what if I have this free time? Like we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? But Sure. What are you doing with the time that's not being well organized? So that's when I I discovered these side hustles. It's like, oh, okay. Well, why not invest a little bit of time into trying to figure out could this work? Could that work? Or if mm-hmm. nothing else, just grow your your mindset around business and, and understanding this. Because, like for you, for example, you ended up getting into creating an organic you know products you know nutritional style company. Not everybody mm-hmm. could, might go down that path. Maybe you create your own online development company. I don't care. But the point is, is that yeah. side hustles are where it's at. It's like. Yeah, you get to do it part time, fit it in when you can. And then eventually, which I heard from you is if it grows and it's doing well and it looks like it could be sustainable. OK, well, now yeah. let's let's go to that rock in the hard place, right? Let's decide, OK, do I retire and go all in? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm looking to hear now. So obviously, you're did you already have plenty of time in on the police force? Were you able to retire? What, what happened there?
0: Well, I had to resign. It wasn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't eligible for retirement. Okay. I was too young um, and too young between years of service and um, what they call an 80 factor to, to go to pension. I mean, you have okay. to be 50 a minimum of 50 years old to, to even go to pension. And so I'd left five years ago now and um, yeah, it became a, it became a decision. Um, it just was, it grew so quickly and so exponentially that, um, you know. But it was hard, regardless, to to make that decision because I made decent money. I made over six figures a year. Mm-hmm. I was in a leadership role. Uh, I loved catching bad guys. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, but ultimately, I. Made the decision to believe in myself and my ability to run a company. It's something that I'd always wanted to do, and so it just felt like uh, the compulsion, the desire, was pulling me so hard that uh, it was time. That's interesting. So you said it
1: was something you always wanted to do. Now you're you're former military, you're police, like these are you know first responder level career positions. Uh, I a buddy of mine who's former special forces uh i had him on years ago he was like dude he's like it gets easy I'm like what does that mean he's like well no he's like once you've been doing this a while you're on that that path it's very clearly defined sure. and yeah. he said he's like as you advance down that path maybe you're not going into the field as much as you are anymore or going deployment so it's like you lose some of the adrenaline junkie components and now you've got this clean path and to be fair he's like it can make you very good money and you can be Advancing into these very high level positions, but he's like, True. for him, he's like, it got boring, and I was, and he said, I lo- still love what I did, but I was missing some of the spark. And for him, he started his own side hustle, got his own business going too, and he's like, that that refired it up, yeah. And like I'm all about there's, fire, right? So it's like th- yeah. that's what I'm hearing from you.
0: So <laughs> oh yeah, there's no there's no question. I mean, after tactical, I mean, you have a lifespan in the in the team leader role um, you know, which is typically five years in the, in the TL role. And, um, so it was going away, no matter what I was going back, uh, as a, as a Sergeant in charge of the canine unit, which is, is good. But even that role had shifted somewhat to, to a more administrative role rather than an operational role. And I, you know, I'm just not designed, um, to be in a, in a position where, you know, I don't get to make my own decisions and, and be accountable for those decisions, you know, that when, when you run a tactical team, there's not many people that are, are, you know, in making those decisions and critical incidents that are life or death decisions. And um, so when, when that goes away, um, you know, yeah, you can progress and you can, you can go into commander roles and those kinds of stuff, but largely those are administrative in nature and, and you really are relying on, on the experts around you to, to provide you with information. And I just, I felt like, um, leaving the operational side was, was a bit of a letdown. And, and so when the opportunity came, to run my own business, something that I wanted to do, you know, even as a as a kid, my path just um, changed directions. Uh, I just knew it was time. It just like I I can't even describe. Um, well, what started how,
1: the itch for you? You said because you said like, oh, well, it's something I'd already always kind of wanted to do
0: or figure out. Like, when did that start itching? Yeah. I just I just had always had this desire as a young person, you know. I, I would be inventing things yeah. and I would be, um, creating and, you know, thinking about better ways to do things. And, um, really what, what happened for me at an early age, I would have ended up, uh, much younger, um, probably going into, into some form of business for myself, but, um, I was a dad at 19 and married. And so I felt, it was my you and I are very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my my daughter, who, you know, is now 29, works, you know, works in my company. Nice. But for me, it was, um, you know, I, I felt like I had a responsibility to ensure that uh, she was looked after, you know, my son was looked after, that we had... Uh, predictable income. And I love public service there, man. You know, you will never hear me say anything bad about people who are committed to serving their country or their community. It's a
1: special sacrifice.
0: Sure is. Yeah. And, and I wish more people understood what it takes. Take, take the, the um, politics out of out of public service and what happens in you know senior levels of police departments and senior levels of government and that kind of thing but just on an individual Mm -hmm. um, level and and the work that um, these members do in behind the scenes quietly without any acknowledgement serving their community beyond uh the the service it's People would be shocked. You yeah. know, I, I wish the press would cover it, you know, more. I, more I agree. It especially showcasing. in this country right
1: now here in 2020, it's, it's a hot mess. I said it before we started the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can't stand politics. I, I tell people all the time, <laughs> I don't care what party you're a part of. We don't talk about politics in the show. All I ask people yeah. is like, whether it's the calm before the storm, you're in the storm or the, or hopefully let's bring about the calm post storm. Yeah. That's all I care about. So yeah. now our election is done. I'm like, please let's, Find ways to start working together. Yo, Find yeah. ways to remind yeah. yourself that people who choose to serve in public service sacrifice a lot. I mean, I have a chapter yeah. in my book coming out. It's, it's all about, I never, until I did the firefighting thing, I never worked in a job where brotherhood and sisterhood mattered so much. Like, yeah. you literally, I mean, we're fighting 16 hours a day in the side of a mountain, fighting wildfires, and you have to become... So cohesive. You may not like yeah. that person. You might've woke up on the wrong side of, of the bed roll uh, underneath the stars camping that morning, yeah. but you put that stuff aside and you're there to, to protect each other, keep each other alive yeah. and get the job done. doesn't matter if you're male, female, six foot, five foot, don't care how tall you are. Like it's doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's, it's very, very unique, um, mindset. And, and it's a very unique calling. And, um, you know, the, it, it sometimes is, is just, uh, nice for, um, these places to be recognized, you know, rather than, than beat up. It's, it's not easy. So did you pull some of that
1: into creating pure life organics? I'm very intrigued. Like, um, I, if you can call them mission statements, value statements, whatever, but like, is some of that built into that? Cause I can't help but assume it is. I mean,
0: Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, from, from two standpoints, I mean, healthy people, healthy planet is, is what we stand for. And so, you know, um, in addition to, to what we, the work we do with, with the planet and, and, you know, the work that we do with the Wounded Warrior Project, contributing um, proceeds that way uh, from just a desire to serve our, our customer, that's, that's what we're about. I mean, we, I, I tell people, you know, we build our, our business the same way I would plan a hostage rescue and that's from success first, right? Mm-hmm. So a successful mission, a successful customer, and then you build it backwards, you plan backwards from there. And so it, it, it's very, the the world of business and the world of tactics is so similar uh, in a lot of ways, it's it's just um, and, and a relatively easy transition aside from some of the administrative, um, you know, focus around numbers and, and logistics and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, from a mindset standpoint, it's very, very similar.
1: Well, and I love the fact you brought the Wounded Warrior, but because I haven't done some screen sharing during the show here yet. But for the video watchers, uh, I also love your, as a former wildland firefighter, I love your supporting of reforestation as well so
0: yeah was this added after the wooden warrior initiative or the two came around the same time so we're we think it's critical um to make our money matter Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's the responsibility of of individuals i think it's the responsibility of corporations to do this on the behalf of people use profits to uh, facilitate initiatives that are very meaningful and so um, for us, we wanted to do it a little more cutting edge and, and that's, I'd when, say, so uh, you've got
1: drone option involved here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so
0: that's the, when, when we fund reforestation, the companies have to be using drone reforestation. That's more efficient. They do it, you know, six to eight times faster. Well, plus um, is that
1: authorized to go into the legit wilderness areas? Because I know from serving in fire, um, yeah there was wildfires we were on that I, we could not bring in our traditional chainsaws because they use combustible fuels. So if we were fighting a wildfire in a legit wilderness zone, you got to bring in the old bow saws and hand cut that tree down while it's on fire. There's no motors, (laughs) nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So after the wildfires are, are done, you know, this is when drone replanting takes place. So they'll, they'll put up a drone swarm, you know, in the U S drone seed is one here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, we have flash forest, uh, that we fund and then out in, um, in Australia after the wildfires there, there's airseed tech that we fund. So, yep. um, you know, they, they go in behind with these massive drones and they put up swarms and they can do it so much faster. Um, you know, that's the only way. In my opinion, that we will do something near term in my lifetime that will have an impact.
1: So, it's impressive. I mean, to say the yeah. least, these guys aren't. That is a big drone, by the way. It's like two people carrying this thing. It's like the size of
0: like three people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Drone Seeds drone, and and they're they unique builds, and they are above FAA requirements, and so Drone Seeds very proficient at getting FAA certification to go into uh, these areas and and do the jobs that they do. It's impressive
1: i i love the yeah. i love the because like <clears throat> it's funny you said how corporations should make their money matter yeah. uh, so for the past well up until this past year the past four years i was going to a entrepreneurial i guess you're gonna call it an event out west uh in california they would move it back and forth from san diego to las vegas but it was called thrive make money matter and yeah
0: so that's that's cole hatter yeah you know cole yeah Cole Hazard and Group that I'm in and, and oh, lots. Well, dude, where, oh yeah. man, I've had yeah. Cole I've had coal on the show.
1: Sonia, oh, Cole. Awesome. Oh yeah, I'm in their Facebook groups. Oh, dude. All right, I don't yeah. even know. I should have had you on sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so their, well, their I'm, events. I'm quiet. Their events yeah. helped change how I do business. That explains it. Oh, I, you know what? Amazing. Because I found you because of Command Your Brand, and they're yeah. all interconnected in that circle too. So now it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're awesome. Yeah.
0: So, (laughs) yeah. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so that was, that was important stuff when, when, when I started to meet these groups, you know, in, in these masterminds, these, um, and that was when it clicked. It was like, okay, it's, it's our responsibility to do more. Like, you know, um, we can be as successful as we want, but if we're not contributing in a meaningful way, it's, uh, it's time and and money wasted.
1: Well, you'll appreciate this. So I had already read the book, uh, great, great business author, Michael McCallowitz. One of his first books was called The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, but then he came up with the profit first formula for entrepreneurs. So that, that book's yeah. now been re-released twice. He's got other books out now too, but I incorporated that for my business. It was, long story short is that most entrepreneurs wait until like the end of the year to run their balance sheets and figure out if they, if they have any profits and then finally yeah. pay them some of that. Yeah. And then he's like, no, he's like, entrepreneurs need to find a way to enjoy their success throughout the year. You should be paying yourself your profits first, ergo the book. But then, so then I went to Thrive Make Money Matter. One of the, I mean, it was the the second year it ever launched. And I was out there in San Diego and I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. I already set up this special account where I was hard coding at the time. Only 1% of my gross income was going for non-profit. I had a non-profit account and then I had a profit first account. And the Thrive yeah. Make Money Matter is the one that taught me to do the nonprofit account. I said, okay, wait a minute. Even if it's only 1%. Yep. As my company grows, the 1% going to nonprofits grows with it. Like your income oh, grows, yeah. your nonprofits go. It was like, like that was the biggest takeaway from Thrive Make Money Matter. Yeah. I was like, why haven't I done this before? And now last yeah. year I founded my own here. I don't know what you guys call it up there, but here when you file for a nonprofit. The legal tax code is you have a 501c3 nonprofit. So okay. now, I now have my own foundation. So for the past three oh, years, awesome. thanks to Thrive Money Matter, I had a percentage going in a separate bank account, and then I would just pick where what charity I was going to give to. Then yeah. last year, I was like, wait a minute. I have a lot of my own initiatives, and I like helping other f- charities too. So I created Fuel Foundations. So now all that, that account doesn't exist anymore because now it goes right into the foundation. So my business directly fuels... My fuel foundations. So and then Fuel yeah. Foundations is fueling other nonprofits right now. So it's it's yeah. so fun to fantastic. It, it, but like it, it, I get all excited because I'm like, man, it's like four or five years ago I had an idea from going to Thrive Make Money Matter, but it didn't click until like last year. So yeah. Um yeah. So he was a big influence yeah. on that too then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was that was um, you know, we're at uh the mastermind's called hundred million. Yep. And, um, so it was, it was, uh, something that he said, I was just like, you know what, that I I hadn't actually considered it that way. We'd always contributed one off here and there, but, we made a commitment to say, you know, this, we, we are actually going to drive this agenda forward and see if we can um, get, you know, the, there, there's some very um, significant goals that these companies have. And so I want to push our company to push those guys towards their goals because it, it, it really is powerfully change, life-changing, life-altering, planet-altering work that they're doing.
1: Yeah. I I love it. I mean, obviously look what you're doing, right? So it's, it makes you feel even better. Here's the best part. Like you you obviously you create a, a, a company that you're trying to impact people's health thanks to trying yeah. to work help your wife. But yeah. but then you're also able to one up it further. Like I tell people, Tom, anytime you could build a business to serve is great, right? So the definition yeah. of entrepreneurship is literally fixing a problem and getting paid for it, but like, hey, there's a problem, nobody fixed that yet, or they're not doing it the way I could do it. So I'm gonna create a business. I'm gonna serve you, I'm gonna sol- solve your problem or help you solve your problem. And yes, I'm going to get paid for it, but that's entrepreneurship. That's the whole point. Yeah. But then, if you can one up it even further, and then find a way to align with these nonprofit initiatives and giving back along the way, it just—I I know for me, it fuels my fire because I'm like, oh, when, I, when, I, when, when you're getting stressed out, you're like, wait a minute, there's a bigger picture here. We're doing yeah. right,
0: totally, totally. Does yeah. uh, your
1: uh? Does your, does your daughter align with all that stuff too? Everybody in the company, they're all like getting our whole it.
0: team. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're big on shared vision and, um, you know, even people that we've brought on, cause we do it so quietly, like humility is, is such a, um, mainstay in public service and, mm-hmm. and we try not to.
1: I have a chapter do, on that. It's know. called,
0: uh, getting humble. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's hard to, um, convey that message, you know, on these various platforms without having to do a certain amount of promotion around it. And so, um, you know, even when we've brought people onto the company, we, we, it's not until sometimes after that, they realize that this is, this is our, our larger mission, um, because we just want them aligned from a, from a values perspective. And it naturally flows to our, to our initiatives, um, you know, and, and everybody gets behind it.
1: I, I do. I do tell people that when I do my brand consulting for my clients, I say the same thing. I'm like, guys, like, what if you dig deep enough to the point where you got that, that one spark that you're missing this whole time, but it's a spark to like that cozy campfire. It just draws everybody in. So obviously pre COVID, yeah. whatever you want to do, but it's like, okay, well, sure. normally if I'm out camping with some mountain biking and hiking friends, like, yeah. You know, the sun starts setting, we build a fire. And what does everybody do? They're drawn to the fire, you know, to enjoy the yeah. warmth, have some stories, maybe have some beverages, whatever there's going on. But like, there's that cohesiveness. Everybody's there for the same purpose. They're enjoying the same things. And if you can get everybody aligned, I, yep. uh, it's, it just connects, man. It's just, connects. yeah,
0: it's, it's the power for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will tell you, I was going through some of your products and stuff and I got a kick out of. It's interesting because you're using things that everybody is hearing about in the mainstay. So like, for example, some people may call it turmeric, turmeric, whatever you want to do that, mm-hmm. cinnamon, black pepper, those components in some of your products, I already know from all of my health research, it's like, dude, those are naturally occurring anti-inflammatory yeah. beneficial components of mother nature. So, yeah. So obviously- makes perfect sense why you're working with them, right? I tell people the time, like, yeah. have you ever tried just putting cinnamon on, on your, on, if you're, if you're a big, you know, full
0: fat Greek yogurt, right? If
1: you're going to do that, yeah. like throw some cinnamon on that. It, it changes with it up. Very, right?
0: very good blood sugar stabilizer. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's such a, such a powerful spice and, and to really um, see what these spices can do because, you know, I know that, that people tend to think, you know, that it's, big swings that, that, um, you know, are, are the game changer. It actually is, you know, 0.5 of a percent Mm -hmm. 0.25 of a percent. That minuscule amount is what causes the big swing metabolically. Oh God. Um, Yeah. You know, like it's, it's shocking what simple additions, thoughtful additions can do to, to change the way you feel, the way you look, the way your body functions, you know, your entire um, system is is rebooted just through the the good formulation of, of quality ingredients.
1: Yeah, I I a uh, a good co- a colleague a one out client of mine. He owns the trademark NSNG, which is no sugar, no grains. I don't know if you ever heard of Vinny Tortorich. He was the no, trainer to the, one of the top trainers to the stars out in LA. Like all the famous okay. movie people used them. So, uh, but anyway, so I mean, now he's developed a vitamin company, a coffee company and a nut butter company. So it's funny how all these years later awesome. that that's what he's doing now. And he's like yeah. 58. So he's not even yeah. that old yet. But the point is, it's like something as simple as removing sugars and gra- excessive sugars and grains intakes out of your, out of your diet, which in this country is rampant. I mean, yeah. and then obviously other things like Dr. Kate Shanahan's a great influencer in the, uh, the seed oils, like removing vegetable oils that can't, they're not designed to handle high heat out of your, right. th- you know, all these components And I tell people like, yes, it's good to take quality, healthy supplements, but don't forget the other basic fundamentals of your nutrition that you don't realize got bastardized over all these years, at least here in this country, because we have the sad diet, the standard American diet that a lot of other countries started following. And we're, and I'm basically like, I'm sorry, guys, we screwed up. Please don't pay attention to our country. We're, we're, we're a hot mess when it comes to this. And, um, I don't know if you have any positions on that. I will at least speak to that as an American citizen in the United States of America. Like we don't have everything as dialed in as people think it is.
0: So, um, it, it's just been an interesting, you know, hundred years, the evolution of, of food and speed and, and convenience and, and what that does. I mean, you yep. know, you, you, look at, at the obesity rate in the country and, and that tells the story, you don't, yeah. you know, it,
1: it's funny you said 100 years, too, because uh, yeah. we crowdfunded a movie last year. It's available on Amazon in Canada, too. Uh, it's called Fat, a documentary. And it was Vinny's okay. movie. We, we crushed it. It was like top downloads on iTunes, everything. It's still out there. He, we're about to get release a new version, Fat 2, for 2021. But the point is he went back 150 years of what has happened. And I tell people, Tom, Yeah. look at history. Look at what we've done. And then look where everything shifted. And then his whole point is with all the scientists he had on the, on the movie and the doctors are like, just go back before we started making those mistakes yeah. and you can unravel a lot of this stuff. It's not crazy, you know, hocus pocus yeah. stuff here,
0: right? <laughs> it's small shifts. It re- it really yeah. is like it, it, it doesn't have to be this, this, um, mindset shift. That's, it's, you know, extraordinary. It's just small shifts, but, um, yeah you know, it, it's challenging to, to move people along in their thought processes. And, and, you know, there's a lot of stress that's involved in society today. And, and so, um, you know, that's had pretty significant impact on people's hormonal profile. And so, you know, at Pure Life Organics, we just wanted to give people, um, you know, something that they could use on a daily basis that tasted good because mm-hmm. I'm a picky eater and, <laughs> um, had a, had a decent impact on, on whether it's their immune system, whether it's some anti-inflammatory properties or one of our most important sleep. Thank you.
1: I, um, I'm a big advocate for this. Uh, I've had a lot of yeah. see,
0: sleep experts
1: on, I got the blue blocking glasses here, like everything. And I always tell people, That's like, awesome. and you can speak to this, right? Your body's most, Peak levels of recovery and healing are in your sleep. You guys learned this from the military. I mean, I uh, didn't know what excessive stress was until firefighting because when you do like two weeks straight assignments, no day of off, no days off on a wildfire for 16 hours a day. Uh, granted, by the time you go to chow, make it back to fire camp, lay out your bedroll, 16 minus 24. You only got eight, so you're lucky if you get five to six. And yep. that accumulated exhaustion by the end of a firefighting season, the end of that summer, you pay for it it's oh yeah it, it's stress yeah. and it's not good yeah.
0: so we had a saying uh in in the army was when in doubt rack out there you go. any any time you could find it you did your best to, to try and find it you know particularly on exercise but um you know it it's where all all the regeneration in your body happens during sleep and so to um you know do things that reduce quality sleep. Um, you know, it, 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 you really do are doing yourself a disservice.
1: I agree with that. People have, it, it's interesting because we always find ways to justify it, right? Like, Oh, well I had to do this and I did that. I'm like, what well, did you, did you have to, Yeah. was it life threatening? Like, did, yeah. Did you, did you, you have know, to watch we, that movie? Like nowadays <laughs> there's dig, digital content. You just hit pause and like a podcast people listen to this podcast like i'll just hit pause and then go listen to it tomorrow
0: absolutely you know (laughs) like i i have a full shutdown sequence my phone is on airplane mode at night it's outside the room yep um you know i don't have blue light i have uh you know sound um i use use, uh, uh negative noise apps and stuff or, not apps yeah. um just this this little air machine i don't even i can't oh. even remember what it what it's called but it we're using crazy. regular
1: fans my wife yeah I, I don't want my iphone near me too i leave it in my studio exactly. my office here i don't have my iphone airplane mode i shut the wi-fi off at night the wi-fi router people yeah. don't understand that uh dr yeah. jack Cruz is famous for teaching that to people because he's a famous neurosurgeon it's like guys yeah turn your wi-fi off
0: um it's moving through your your body at night yeah. for
1: sure yeah and, uh, but he's the one that taught me that then I, I was like, you know, I'll just, this actually, I forget the brand. It's like a Vornado. It's like a little fan. It's got two speeds that, on it. We have one yeah, on each end thing. table. I just turn the fan on.
0: And- yeah. That's, we have something very, very, very similar. And it's just a, uh, a nice sound. And then, you know, whatever, whatever supplements that you like for me, um, magnolia bark, magnesium, magnesium. Um, yep. Oh, it's, you know, 250, 300 milligrams. A night I, I can literally feel the wave of sleep coming over me you know I'll get into bed at eight and I'll be asleep by sometimes eight oh five my wife just she's so jealous it's like it's a gift I mean hers is more pain related um, managing back pain and so her sleep comes a, a little bit longer but even last night uh, she said the you know we're in an uh, different house now, and she's like, "It's the best sleep I've had since I've been here." So that's awesome. Um, we we focus on that relentlessly. That's when all your weight loss happens. That's when your memories are regenerated. That's yep. when your cells are regenerated. Synaptic pathways so, are being healed, or or yes. new ones are still being created. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, so I mean, listen, we are coming towards the end of our slot. I've been having a blast, by sure. the way. So I I can't believe we ended up connecting over coal Hatter and Thrive. That's 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 yeah, amazing. I was not ready for that. I was like, what? <laughs> 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 but you see that shows how great of a see you're you surrounded yourself with the right people and it makes Ooh. me feel better about who i have surround myself with too so yeah um well, well listen i mean as yes, we're coming to the end of the show i asked my guest co-host to kind of help close the show out like he fu- used to call it final words um now i just say hey is there an all-encompassing like mission statement or message behind everything you're doing So people forget all this. I mean, obviously, again, everything's being linked in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to purelifeorganics.com and easily research the company. He's he's got a great site. I showed some of it earlier with their nonprofit initiatives. But, you know, what is next for you? What is is being, is there an all-encompassing statement that is kind of behind everything you guys are doing right now?
0: You know, other than, than what I already stated, um, you know, healthy people and a healthy planet, that, that really is what, what drives me uh, each and every day. That's the first thing I focus on in the morning is, is achieving that mission. And, um, you know, just trying, I, I know that when we um, are able to improve people's quality of life, that in turn, that affects exponentially more people. And so we, we're just committed to that mission.
1: I love that. I love the fact you're fam- you get the family involved in everything. So that's pretty cool. So well, yeah. listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye out of the air. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had some fun today. Uh, he's got one heck of a backstory, uh, as you definitely heard in the first half of the show. And I, that's why I always like to give you as much information behind somebody, bef- behind the, the person behind the brand, because... We all come from different walks of life, and I always like to get you guys a little more inspired or a little bit more motivated behind what you could be doing next. So I think one of the biggest personal takeaways I took out of everything that he shared with us today is also it's the little things. Stop trying to make these massive leaps and these huge leaps and bounds because they're much harder to try and execute Uh, there's a much wider breadth of, of mistakes and errors along the way. And he kind of reiterated that you guys don't need to do huge, significant shifts right away. And it's a lot more sustainable if you start chipping away at it little by little. And I've, I've seen the same thing with weight loss, weight gain, uh, you know, bodybuilders, you name it, it's the little things they all add up. So, and obviously definitely in the business world. So ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle, and I'm going to share one last time here. This will all be linked in the show notes, purelifeorganics.com. And uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, Todd said it best, man. Former Army, former SWAT, canine. The guy cares a lot about organic health. Just keep giving back. Keep helping others. And whether it's his company, my company, or anybody else's out there, we all have a choice in what we're doing in this world. So please, make positive steps. Put positive messaging out there. And let's all keep healing the world and our fellow mankind together. Thanks for tuning in. Remember. You too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon.
0: Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com.